Hey guys, today we have April Parnwell, who has the most epic accent, and I just gotta say, what reason more do you need to keep listening to this podcast? Right? Absolutely. If you like mine, you will definitely like hers gonna love significantly it. more. So we're going to be talking about how to maintain healthy relationships and how to walk with somebody when they're really struggling. Welcome to the Moo Lily podcast. We are women who have given up on trying to live in perfectionism and guilt. Because let's be honest, it just doesn't work. So we're trying something different and choosing to live intentionally and with hope. Please join us as we attempt to open the conversation and search out answers in a safe place. Hello, I'm Christina. And I'm Christiana. And today we... Uh, actually, it's the second time we're venturing on an international recording <laughs> right. quest. Actually, this is the first international. We did one to the other side of the country, right. which I think was a success. That's, that's a success. People and it was significant. could understand what you were saying. Right. Yeah. I so didn't fail. Today we're calling Australia, which is, I mean, let's be honest, it's the best place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you certainly think so. Yes. Although I would love to go. Um, and we're going to be venturing into Thursday morning. I'm so excited right now because we are literally time traveling. We are going into the future. Our guest is going into the past. We're in this warp zone. I don't know. We're time travelers. Very, very Doctor Who. It is very Doctor. We're very Doctor Who right now. (laughs) I'm excited. So before we get too excited, (laughs) too late, too late. Too excited. <laughs> There's no going back now. So we'd like to give a little shout out to Ross Wooten at Wooten Media, who will make all your dreams come true. Whoop, whoop. Um, also, check us out at moolily.com. We have taken some new photos. Of our faces. Yep. We have. So if you want to see Christiana's cheekbones, <laughs> you I don't should have check it out. <laughs> <laughs> she did a really powerful couple of snorts I during did. the photo shoot because she her laughing was not a pose I want to know mm. I want you to know it was mm. powerful <laughs> it was authentic it was a genuine snort yes let's just be real um also check us out on Facebook we would like to hear from you we if would. you have thoughts or concerns questions or comments <laughs> um no really like if you have a question or you liked something that we said yes. or processed we really would love to hear your feedback we so really would genuinely please message us or comment on something that would be great um so speaking of facebook a friend okay. of mine recently um posted a photo of two dvds that are very very dear to my heart <laughs> they are the man from snowy river and the man from Snowy River returns. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anybody yeah. in the Midwest even knew that they existed. Heck yeah. I watched those when I was in high school. I was so excited. In my cousin's basement in Western Pennsylvania. No way. Way. At Christmas time. I remember. You want to share a little more how you feel about this, Christina? I, I just don't have words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. What no, it really it warmed my heart. I that think grips you. Well, it's just the soundtrack is really beautiful, mm-hmm. and it's just the I don't know. It's just the sound or the feeling of my childhood. I remember watching that as a little kid and, mm. and loving. Like it's so funny. My husband has 
a fair few allergies. He's asthmatic and stuff. And he <laughs> is like his his highest, most dangerous allergy is to horses. Oh no. So when I was That's a kid heartbreaking. Yeah. We would go to it's a little bit like a county fair, it's called the Royal Easter Show, and we would watch the men playing polo, so men on horseback. And in my mind that was like the ultimate like picture of masculinity was a man on a horse. Heck yeah. And I married a man who can't go anywhere near horses. <laughs> <So> sad. <laughs> um, but the I think irony of that. yes. <laughs> so I think you married a ballerina who can't ride horses. <laughs> <laughs> no, James is so masculine. He don't, don't get is. me wrong. He's so masculine. He, that, that description <laughs> of him is not fair. No, I know it's not fair. It's so, such a small thing. I mean, I hardly ever rode a horse, but to me, it was like yeah. Yes, the yes. man from Snowy River. That was yeah. like my picture of masculinity yeah. based on those two random movies. Which were hugely life-shaped sh- for me. Formative. Formative. Yes. Shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our guest today is an authority on the man from we're Snow River. So we're going to hear we're from her very it. soon. Yeah, we are. We are indeed. Um, <laughs> so, Christiana, you told me a little story about your dog who I wasn't did. well. I did. And I said, <laughs> we need to share this with the world. <laughs> Okay, my dog is going to be 11 in September, and she's very emotionally sensitive. She's awesome. She's this giant German shepherd. I've had her since she was six weeks old. She's just the sweetest. So we moved. Well, first, we were gone for two weeks. We were, were out of town, and so she was being watched by people who did a great job, but there was a accidental whoopsie between dog sitters, and she was alone by herself in the house for two days. I felt horrible. Horrible. Was it 98 degrees? She was okay. I mean, it was, it was cool in the house, but oh, she, she was had, didn't have food or water. No one took her out and she just had nobody there with her and Aww. we were gone, which is hard. So that happened. And then we moved and it was like that event. And then moving was just too much for her. It, it was just too much. She, I thought, honestly, she was going to die. She wouldn't eat or drink. She was completely lethargic and listless. It was so bad. And there was this one day where I, I just went, okay, if, if by the end of tonight, she's not better we're taking her to the vet tomorrow because she's gonna have to be have fluids and it was just sad my heart was hurting so then that night overcomes my dear friend kelly who someday we have to have on the podcast absolutely she i met her she facilitated me doing some inner healing prayer for several months she's the most dear person ever she's just phenomenal so she comes in and she's like what's going on with your dog you know something right so we go we sit down on the rug and suddenly my dog braley just comes up to kelly and just buries her gigantic head on Kelly's shoulder and Kelly just wraps her arms around the dog and just starts speaking into her ear going your life has value your family loves you your family needs you and just this I can't even I mean she was serious like she wasn't kind of 100% tongue-in-cheek not even remotely and literally she does that for like five minutes my dog leaves the room and goes and drinks an entire bowl full of water that like is she amazing. facilitated my dog. I couldn't even handle it. And two more times that night, my dog comes up to Kelly and just lays on her. And Kelly just, she was speaking to her soul. That is amazing. And Kelly's going, I know what transition's like. I know how hard that is. I know what it's like to leave the place you've known. And she's just talking to her like that. It was, it was, it was pretty powerful. It made me cry. Yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> that dog's part of your family. She is part of our family. And sometimes I kind of want to kill her. 
every now and then when she rips open all the trash or pees on my new couch. So she did all these crazy things. And I think she's entered that like old person phase where they're like, I don't give a crap. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. <laughs> you know, she's just there. And because she's a huge German shepherd, it's a little bit of a problem. But yeah. I was so grateful to her. And I, so then I've had all these conversations with people about how animals are as therapy animals, you know, and, and just... As the animals give therapy. Animals give right. therapy. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's all these studies that show you people are, that own pets are healthier. They're yep. more active. They live longer. There's yeah. a bunch of studies that show they're more relaxed or whatever because the pers- that animal is essentially caring for them. Yeah creating a different lifestyle for them that they wouldn't for themselves which is really interesting yeah and i've talked about you know joy someone who's glad to be with you that connection and anim- like mm. your dog's almost always glad to be with you yeah it's joy it's mm-hmm. they're always joyful to see you and there's something about that that just ministers to our hearts when someone's glad to be with us just without any you know reserve anyway that is fantastic was, i just thought that cool. was such a powerful cool. little nugget right? it was good yeah was i'm good. not I'm really not an animal person. No, you're not. Um, Except for a horse ridden by a man. Well, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, but I just thought that was really quite amazing. It was a a good thing. It was. So, let's jump in. So, let's get to our guest. We are super excited to have April Parnwell with us today. Um... April's been in leadership and ministry, discipling women and families, and she currently is running a business with her husband with several employees and has four beautiful children. Mm -hmm. April has an incredible amount of capacity, and as she faithfully carries all that the Lord has given her, she literally spills out powerful and potent joy and brings life to everyone around her. And I'm very honored to call her family. Thank you for being with us today, April. Oh, thanks for having me, you guys. It's really, really exciting to be here. Awesome. So tell us, this is a very, very <laughs> important opening question. What is your favorite line from The Man from Snowy River? I think this is the most important part of this podcast. I'm completely with you, Christina. So my favorite line is, if I'd have needed your help, mate, I would have asked for it. That was perfectly delivered. So that was Jessica Harrison speaking to to Jim, Jim Craig. Craig. Yes, when the cult from Old Regret, he was being brought off the uh, off the train and into the holding yard, and basically she lost control of the cult and he came running out to save her. But she's just one of these ladies who didn't need any help, so she really did not appreciate his help at all. That was the first meeting. Indeed, it was. <laughs> this is serious stuff. This, yeah. Oh, I saw these. We, we take this very, very. Absolutely. We all need to go home and watch this. Everyone who listens to this, you've got homework to do. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> your life will be changed. <laughs> very much so. How did it change your life? Oh, how did it? It made me love Tom Burlington. So that's Jim Craig? Yes, that's Jim Craig. I think we, we would, in the holidays, my sister and I, we would sit around the TV and we would seriously just watch it over and over and over again. And we could pretty much recite the whole movie from Go To Woe. It was just the best. 
So good. So you grew up riding horses. Yeah, I did. I unfortunately don't get to do that anymore, but ever since I was probably about four or five, I had horses up until I was probably about 20, 25, did pony club and a whole stack of stuff. Um, but unfortunately, horses in Australia, when if you're going to do any competitions or things like that, is on a Sunday. And so as my church commitments increased, so my time for horses and being able to do those sorts of things decreased. And, you know, it's just the way of life. Also, when you have kids as well, they they take higher priority yeah. than your four-legged friends, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, still get out for a ride every now and then. Awesome. So we want to hear a little bit about your journey with there's several elements that um, you have carried authority and weight and had to walk through kind of challenging situations. Um, So can I ask about your business? You guys um, have owned a couple of businesses and almost went bankrupt at one point, but through that time, Um, Your family continued to grow. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about how that played out and how did you keep your head and your heart in the midst of financial uncertainty? Yeah, sure. Well, um, James, your brother, and Marcus, your brother, they went into business together probably about in 2002. And they started out by owning a store, which is part of a franchise group, I think it's all closed down now, um, called Games Wizard. And anyway, so the guys are fairly entrepreneurial and prepared to take risks. And um, and I don't feel like that this was a risky decision, but whenever you go into business and you take out a business loan, I just feel like there is risk involved. So yeah. we owned yeah. one um, over in Penrith, which is probably about 20 minutes from where we live. And the... It, the the store was just went great guns like as soon as it opened it was really at the prime of um it's i don't know life if you want to call it that um uh-huh. and because that was going so well probably within i don't know maybe two or three years we decided we would open another one closer to our hometown in richmond of new south wales and so um the business continued to do really well turned over maybe between two and three million dollars um for a couple of years running and then basically so you did well sorry you did well your business was doing well yeah yeah it was doing really well um yeah and uh, i'm not sure if it was anything that we did or if it was just probably the the climate of and the industry that we were in um but obviously you have to be a good steward of things for things to go well um however just during the course of the years that followed a whole stack of things just seemingly came up and it just blocked us so we um tried to open a gaming lounge and there wasn't any others in western sydney and then lo and behold literally within the same week someone opened one about four blocks down from us oh my gosh yeah oh honestly I had to sort of pick my heart up off the ground and stuff it back in my chest because I'm like, what? How on earth does that even happen? I don't know. Um, and then we had another really big, I'm not sure if you have a JB Hi-Fi over there, but it's a really big franchise chain yeah. that uh, just sells things at ridiculously low rates. And for, for mm. people like us, it just completely smashed our prices. So that opened up. 
anyway, we had to end up selling um, Penrith pretty much at a fraction of what it was actually worth. Um, still having all the overheads of Richmond as well. And Richmond was really propping up Penrith for some time. And so, and in the end, um, really, I think this is probably where um, James experienced his first burnout. Yes, I'm a pro burnout wife now. <laughs> and I say that and I laugh because, oh, it's not a fun journey. But anyway, it's just what it is. Um, but it was just so stressful for him and it just really took its toll. And so in the end, we have to, had to... Um, had to sell Richmond as well um, and previously we had owned our house and we got our house at a really good rate and um, we ended up having to sell our house to get rid of all of our business debt so oh my gosh that I think you know losing your home where you bring your kids home to and um, those sorts of things it's it's a difficult thing to really move on from I remember walking up to the yeah. real estate agent after the house had sold and having to hand my keys in and pretty much bawling my eyes out all the way up the street because, you know, your yeah. home is your home as a woman and it things just now looked very different and we were going to have to rent and we still rent today and you make the best of what what life gives you and realistically the houses that we live in now or have done since have been better, you know, pools and stuff like that but, you know, there's this sense of it not being your own and and that's so um so you were sort of heartbroken over losing your home were you ever sort of angry or resentful that that's how this had panned out um I was I was really ticked at the enemy that I just didn't feel like he let up and he just, it was, yeah. sort of, it was sort of just like one thing after another. And, you know, when you ask God about things and say, you know, why aren't you coming through for us here? I, I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't answer our prayers sometimes. I've got no idea. However, the thing that I do know that he is good and that he, yeah. that we are, um, that we are important to him and my journey is important to him. And I'm sure often he is more interested in what is going on within me than what is going on. And my external surroundings. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't. I, I I don't know if I did that well. I mean, I remember, obviously. So James was experiencing his first lot of real like depression and anxiety and burnout. So he's got very very high standards of himself, and these we call them relenting unrelenting standards. And it basically holds him to account. And so he will push himself and push himself and push himself to be able to fulfill all of the tasks that he needs to fulfill or build a business or provide for his family right. or do ministry. Um, and it means that he just pushes himself into the ground, bless him. Um, he's right. just such a capable man and there's anything that he sets his face to, he can do so well. I guess even still, we're still sort of in the middle of it and still learning how to navigate that well so that we've got longevity. Yeah. Yeah, so... So did did losing the house take a toll on him? Like, was that kind of a benchmark blow or... Or did that bring some relief because you were able to pay off some of the debt and re- relieve some of that 
load on your shoulders. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was for him. I mean, obviously he was, you know, he we were just discussing it the other day, just feeling like the stores cost him a lot. They cost him his mental right. health. They cost him time with our kids. They cost him our house. And, you know, that's just a season where... Um, I know, I know that God refines us through fire. And so, you know, when you think about silver, how when it is heated at high heat, all of the impurities come to the top. And yeah. the, the silver maker, I think it's called dross in the, in the word, it scoops off all that dross at the top and you're left with a more refined product. So I guess how I, this is how I consider um, these burnouts that James has had, um, that it's a refining process for him because I know what happened last time he came out of it and he was just such a different man um, to what he was beforehand. And even though we're still sort of coming out, there's just um, hints of the fact that it's still there even now and we've sort of been out of the situation that caused the second one for maybe 18 months. Um, there's just still hints of it that's there. And I really believe God's just just continuing the healing process and I have to just trust him in that with James. So listening to you talk about the things that have happened, it's been really recently that both you and your husband have experienced pretty significant um, just burnout in relationships and in ministry. So and you've talked about it some, but can you tell us a little bit more about it and really how you protected yourself from resentment and bitterness? Yeah, so uh, more recently, I mean, I guess there's there's been a whole stack of factors, I think, that sort of led to the more recent episode. Um, we were attending an awesome church that we so still really love and love all the people there and and really miss everyone, in all honesty. Um and we carried a lot of responsibility, you know, on board level, on vision team level, on running worship team level, <laughs> events, um, missional communities, um, teaching and running leadership training, things like that. Um, as well as, um, you know, James lost his dad in, in Christina's dad um, in the last couple of years as well. Um, his mum obviously having dementia. His sister having a subarachnoid, I think it's called. Is that what it is, Christina? Subarachnoid. Brain aneurysm? Crazy. Aneurysm, yeah. Having that. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. And yet, and having to deal with all of that, because um, obviously, you know, there's, our family is splattered all over the world and we obviously yeah. carry that responsibility in absence of everybody. So... Um, so there's that as well. Um, and, you know, and I think that just we were just doing too much. I, and I think it just took its toll as well as that. Because we were doing so much with church, um, our business wasn't doing well. So our capacity to be able to earn money was depleted too because we are so passionate and sold out doing kingdom things. Um, it, it, it just died down somewhat, I guess. Not intentionally. We obviously don't want that to happen. And it's so funny. I'm like, God, we're serving you full time almost. 
why doesn't our business do well? You know, like I'm, you, would, <laughs> yeah. you would almost think, you know, you would look after us. But, I mean, obviously things in the natural require attention, just like things in the supernatural right. require attention. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so um, at the probably, was the, probably the end of 2000 and what are we in now? 16, 15. All right. So it was probably at the end of 2014 where the telltale signs were really beginning to show in James and I'm like, oh, oh this isn't looking good. I'm, I'm getting, I had like a few little moments of, oh, are we going to go through this again? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but um, it was the, through the very first burnout, obviously I did spend a lot of time with God and I felt like he just sort of gave me this picture of that I wore this, this is going to sound maybe a little bit weird. Um, this muscle suit kind of thing. It was like a suit that he gave me to make, to give me his strength and to be oh, able to awesome. carry my family and carry everything that I needed to carry through the season. And, um, and I remember um, when James as well, zip, unzipping it and taking it off and just leaving it on the floor because I felt like I had God's permission. Huh. Wow. Um, to take it off and honestly not carrying that responsibility us girls we aren't meant to carry the spiritual climate of our home and um, and you know and and financially and running the home and doing all our men's things whilst I think like there's a season where we sometimes have the opportunity to serve our men in such ways I love how God has given our guys this great strength to be able to hold his family, our families up the way that they do in that spiritual sense. And I felt like I'd, yeah. I had to do that while James was unwell. And then, um, so, and then at the beginning of last year, it's almost like the Holy Spirit said, look down, honey. And so I, in the spirit, look down and I could see my muscle suit. And I'm like, I'm going to have to put that back on, aren't I? And he's like, yup. Oh. And I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> wow. So I, you know, in my mind, I sort of stepped into it and zipped it up. And as soon as I owned that and knew what was going to be required of me again, I'm like, I'm good for this because it wasn't until I, it was almost like I didn't want to acknowledge that I was going to have to do that again. Yeah. In all, in all honesty, because I knew what was required. But as soon as I was, I got my head around it, and God said, "Okay, come on, let's do this." I'm like, "Yeah, let's do this." So can I ask you about that? Because I think sometimes as women, we're tempted to put on a muscle suit because we want to do things a different way or we want to have more control because we're afraid that our husband's not going to get it figured out or just so many different reasons. Tell me about that conversation with the Holy Spirit and how you knew that that's how he was leading you and it wasn't... Um, like a temptation of your own heart to take control. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just knew that I couldn't do it in my own strength. I knew that I did not feel um, emotionally capable. Plus, I think even resource capable because I'd never, you know, in the very first one, I'd not really, I hadn't really known about this. And when James said, came home from the doctor and said, oh, I've been put on medication for depression and anxiety. I'm like, What? What do you mean? Like I, I'd not really even considered it that much. It was a shock. Wow, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess also back then, I mean, maybe mental health um, here in Australia has really become something that's really talked about now. Whereas um, I think back then, nearly 10 years ago, um, 
maybe not quite that long. Or maybe it is. Or maybe it is 10 years ago. Anyway, um, um, it wasn't really something, I think it was a bit of a taboo topic. And I think that, you know, our cultures really worked at trying to make this something that's not so terrifying because so many people deal with it. Um, so I think acknowledging that I couldn't do it in my own strength and that I needed the Holy Spirit to help me um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was a great empowerment. And it was like he was validating me and saying, come on, honey, you can do this. You've got this. Right. right. Um, and I'm here walking every step of the way with you and you just need to listen to me in how you deal with what comes your way every day because it really is a daily thing. Mm. So I feel like, Christina, answering sort of what you're asking, it was an invitation from the Holy Spirit that April felt. Right. It wasn't just a moment of her going, oh, I'm so tired of the way my husband is unable to handle this and I'm gonna, I've got to step in. It was an invitation right. to her heart from the Lord. Yeah, I really say that because I don't think that I would have done this season very well had I had not accepted the invite from him. Or if I'd just sort of pushed him aside or tried to do that in my own strength. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not saying there's not days where I want to jump down and have a little tanty <laughs> or I want or I want to run or you know like there's I'm not saying that there's not those days because do I wish it was different mm, yeah I do I do I I I probably feel the most for James as I watch him in his own you know I guess torment because he fights so fights it so hard he he's not one of these kind of people who just lies down and lets it overtake he, you know, every day, he's in his word and he goes for a run and he has time with the Lord and, like, you name it, he does it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So how did you take care of yourself in those seasons where you were carrying so much for him and for your family? Obviously, my daily quiet times we were just really paramount. Um, also, I would listen to a lot of podcasts too and just really f- feed my spirit. Um, I would stick scriptures up all around in our bedroom and it would be a lot for James as well so that we could just keep the word in front of him. Mm-hmm. Also, I've really found this time um, worship has been such a healer for me. Having been this, that's just... I guess very core to who I am. It's just something that I've always mm-hmm. done. I've always been involved in um, like a worship team or a creative team. And in the last seven, you know, seven or eight years, I ran one. And um, yeah, just spending time in in the presence of the Holy Spirit, I just really feel like He healed me. And I think that I actually experienced some of my own burnout, but didn't realize. And still actually, until I actually started thinking about doing some ministry, like in, we had to obviously leave our old church because James could not heal there. And that was on some advice from his psychologist. And we obviously had discussions with um, some of the leaders as well. Um, but then me, the, the thought of actually going back into ministry, I think that I must have had some anxiety too because I was like, what? I am not doing that. And it's not, I am not doing that again, far out. 
Wow, um, yeah. Whereas now I feel like, oh, you know what, I think I could do that again. And I actually really miss it. <laughs> mm. So anyway, it's all in God's timing. We have to just leave it. I just have to leave it in his hands and see what he decides. So we, we also want to know a little bit about the dynamic of working with your husband, living with your husband, being married to your husband, working with your husband, being married to your husband, <laughs> living with your husband, um, and how you do it well, especially when things aren't well and when he's not well. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a challenge, to be perfectly honest, but sure. at the same time, I really love it because I know... I've had real revelation, and I think this is where the power comes. When you have revelation about things and God tells you about things and you can then apply them to your situation, yeah. um, it makes a difference. Um, and the real revelation was is that, and it's really simple, is that when we build things together, they are built strong. Mm-hmm. And so you want to, when we build our marriage and we work time on that together, it's strong. With our kids and when our parenting, when we do that together, it's strong. Um, when we ran our mission to community, um, I bring in, I, the aspect that I bought was is that I gathered people and James kept them because he was just great at being able to cast vision and, and mm. enabling people and things like that. Um, when we ran the worship team, we built it be- strong because we do that together. And, so this, and it's the same in our business. Um, we have fairly defined roles, um, mm-hmm. and so I think that that's where it's really worked. I work within the scope of my um, strengths, and he works within the scope of his. I mean, obviously, he's the oversight, but um, I bring something completely different to the business. I've only really been working um, in a paid capacity since the beginning of this year, and I did work part-time last year, but I think realising that... Um, that what we bring together and when we build it together, it's really, it's really powerful. Hmm. And, um, and when, when um, I, I have to actually create some space in my world to be able to get away from him. And I say that in the most loving way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think it's finding, at the moment, it's just going along to my church's um, music practice and just, being with people because I'm an extreme extrovert. James is not that. He is an introvert. And <laughs> and um and so I really need to be about people because people are just delicious and I love them and you know and they 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 energize me and just making new relationships and friendships or and working at home and just working with James all the time. Um yeah. Like, it's great, don't get me wrong, but I actually need to get out and away and have some of my own space as well. I think that's really healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's so key that you recognize how you guys work well together as a team, what the, de- def- the definition of each person's rules. Yeah. I think it's when we start trying to do someone else's thing and they're tr- that we get conflict mm-hmm. or when we don't know how to work together as a unit yeah. and to be able to do all the things that April and James do together and to be able to have that sense of definition about what each person does and that they need space. 
mm-hmm. apart is so like that's the formula yeah you know and i love that concept of when you build it together it's stronger yeah. I, I just think that that's a truth that's um i mean it is simple but it's actually quite profound i know the temptation in my own heart to be like if i want it done properly i'm gonna do it myself you know <laughs> that, I, yeah. that i kind of want to define things or control things a little bit um and it, I guess sometimes it is harder to work with my husband or to work in a team with other people. But ultimately, when I invest that and I do that work, it is stronger. The, the return is, is greater um, and, and longer lasting. I think that's really, I'm going to take that one with me. <laughs> you, and you don't seem um, heavy to me, April, like with all the things that you've been through, your heart doesn't seem heavy. No. You seem like you have a light heart. What's that about? Yeah, I, um, I've, I've really felt like I've had to, I just wanted to stay soft to whatever the Holy Spirit told me to do. And I just refuse for myself to live under that too. I just didn't think that for both James and I to be under it, how is that helpful? Um, I've obviously got four children, um, you know, keeping that element of fun and enjoying time with them. Um, And I just, I don't know, there's life to live, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm not going to allow, I guess, that the externals to make my, my internals so pained I guess yeah I mean I'm not saying that there's not time where it hasn't been painful because it really has like leaving my my church was probably the worst thing that I've had to do and I really grieved that for a good a good year a good year and a half and so that's been a really really trying and that's really I really felt that probably more than James did because he there was instant relief from him for him, mm-hmm. but for me, it was just really painful, lonely sort of journey. Having felt like that, I've really, I'd really lost a lot. But um, yeah, but you know, I just again, I just trust God in it. He just knows stuff, and I don't know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to say that! <laughs> a quotable quote. He just knows stuff. <laughs> That is a take home. We that could one, all people. just remember that. Yeah. Yes. So, what advice would you give to women that are in similar situations, but they're feeling hopeless with their circumstances? Again, it's just simple, but it's really just about trusting God with your life because. Of course, he wants what's best for you. And, um, and on the journey along the way, there's um, things that he wants to refine in us. And for whatever reason, he chooses these particular situations uh, where he puts his finger in our lives and says, hey, how we, let's, let's navigate this through this together. And I'm interested to see how you come out the other end. But please know that I'm here and I'm here walking it with you. And... Um, yeah. Just that, you know, that Jesus is the hope of the world and he just brings, 
just so much clarity and so much goodness to our lives and that there's absolutely more to life than the the things that we're experiencing and you know that I guess the pain and the difficulty of situations or dysfunctional relationships and I think also being prepared to be on a learning journey along the way as well I th- um, mm. always being prepared to look at yourself first when it comes to relationships and how can I how can I do better it's mm. not just about putting the finger at someone else I guess especially yeah. in situations where there's possibility where you could blame someone else I guess owning your part of it first maybe I don't know if that makes sense <laughs> that's really powerful yeah no, that's hugely powerful my mother-in-law and I were talking about something the other day but we were talking about it always comes back to us and our selfishness you know so in a relationship being able to to go hmm maybe I should look at what I need to change and not taking that easy out of pointing the finger at yeah. your spouse or whoever first I think that is such wisdom and it's hard to do <laughs> yeah I was just gonna say it's simple but it's difficult yeah I think also in this situation when you know you your significant other or people or who are around you, um, you know, I don't point the finger and say, hey, it's your fault that we lost our house or lost our business or things like that. I just don't see it like that. He, of course, you know, James isn't about to do things to hurt our family at all. Like, he's just not that way inclined at all. But I'm really grateful for everything that he does for us. He's such a good man. Yeah. yeah. He really, he really is, is. I, agree. I agree. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> Got that good mm-hmm. Pinewell man thing going on. <laughs> but I think even that is, um, in our culture, is quite a unique position to take, yes. to believe the best right. about the other person yeah. and to say this is not their character or this is not something that they are choosing to do. Um, yeah, and like loving them and... Yeah. Not not taking that side, but taking their side and standing with them in the midst of crisis. So, I mean, this is great stuff, April. Is there anything else that you feel that you want to share just in closing? I don't think so. I feel... I f- is, is it all right? Like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, gauge whether, you know, how much to let out God, no. I'm a completely an oversharer so <laughs> <laughs> no I think it's been fantastic it's been really really good and and I mean just to hear you say I can't blame him this is not the man he is that he would never do this I think is hugely powerful because so many women are like well if he wasn't doing this then this situation wouldn't be like this right. do you know what I mean I just think that that's a very very powerful position to take as a woman that's what we want to that's the example we want to set yeah um it's very against the culture yeah yeah i think blaming is in vogue as well as um 
just tearing each other down. Yeah. You know? So I think there's a direct correlation between the, your choice of, I'm not, I'm not going to succumb to kind of the darkness there where I could go emotionally and I'm choosing life and I'm choosing to say, I, I love this man and I believe the best of him and I'm with him, but I'm, I'm not going to go that way. I'm choosing to choose life. That's astounding. Yeah. And I also think like, cause when people do suffer from these, you know, depression or anxiety or just mental health illness or something like that, I've really found that I, there's been some situations where I've had to bide my time where I've really wanted to address some things because I was like ticked and anyway but um I had to wait and I really felt like it wasn't until the Holy Spirit sort of said okay you know what you can bring that up now and then poor James he must have felt like I'd unleashed the gates of hell on him um He was so, but you know what? He was able to handle it. He was so gracious with me while I was being a crazy, crazy lady. Um, but but I think that because I felt like I had showed him grace, the Holy Spirit had right. almost maybe prepared him for me to be able to, to, be able to handle right. some difficult conversations mm-hmm. that we had to have. Yeah. And the other thing you built is up built up relational equity to yeah. be able to draw on. Absolutely, absolutely. And I want also wanted also because my we've only really had conversations with our older children in the last probably year or so about what's gone on. And I wanted right. to be able to model to them and teach them about how to do life through hard things. And that you know, you don't just back out because life gets difficult. Right. So it's, good. It's mm-hmm. like hey, you know what, we're in boots and all and we're family and things aren't always going to be easy. But we do, we do this with God. We do this with the Holy Spirit. We do this with God. We do this with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We do hard. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Could you give us a little peek into how you hear the Holy Spirit? Like you've referenced several times, the Holy Spirit will say to me or I felt like the Holy Spirit gave me permission. Do you have a... Uh, like a method or a process that you go through that you ask him questions or does he sort of initiate that or just give us a little bit of insight into that? Yeah, I just really, I, I find it speaks to me through many different sort of ways. Um, some of them, it definitely through the podcast that I listen to, through the scriptures that I read. And if I've got something burning in my heart as to what's going on, um, it's almost like an impression, like I feel like this is what's going on in me and this is what he then says to me about it. And obedience is probably the biggest thing when it comes to the Holy Spirit because if I'm not obedient and I just continue to let things go because I am, I don't know, disobedient or I don't want to act on things, Um that dramatically changes my circumstances. I remember one day I was really having a whinge about James. This is this is probably in the first burnout time. Um, and I was sort of saying, James isn't doing this, James isn't doing that. And I just got this picture of, you know, like a spotlight. And I was like, 
you know, shining it on all of James's inadequacies. And I just felt the Holy Spirit just flick it back around and put the spotlight on me and say, honey, this isn't a really cool thing to do at all. And there's a, a stack of things in you that I would like to address. How about this, 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 and this? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I think that just really, I guess, following his lead and doing what he tells you to do, really. I don't know if that answered the question. But it was so good, it doesn't matter. It, oh, it, okay. No, I think it, <laughs> it did answer did the question. <laughs> I'm kidding. And it I, I love it the that the Holy Spirit calls you honey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pet name. Pet name. <laughs> Fantastic. It's really, really awesome. Well, mm. thank you so much for your thank time you. and for your wisdom. Oh, you're welcome. It was really fun. Awesome. Cool. Time traveling together. Yes. It's been cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wednesday evenings are so yesterday. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> nice. Well, we will let you get on with your day. All right. Well, thanks for your time, yeah. you guys. Yeah, bless you. And you too. We'll let you know when you're going to be world famous. That's right. Oh, Lordy. You can share it with all your friends on Facebook. (laughs) Actually, you will make us world famous. Uh, Yeah. Uh, As if. That was awesome. It was. April is seriously one of my favorite people. She is a deep well. Um, I want her to be my mum. (laughs) <laughs> she's not much older than you know it's not age yeah. it's just i go oh i love that mm-hmm. the joy and the choosing life i, I just think yeah. she would just mm-hmm. you know i have a great mom sorry that was my <laughs> no. but she's one of those people who i go oh yeah you absolutely. mother well you mm-hmm. mother well that's yeah that's think. an interesting observation you're right she is an excellent an excellent mother that was really great yeah yeah so this week, we don't have a question. That is sad. Is it sad? So are you sure you're checking the email? Well, actually, the email comes into my inbox. Oh. And I've only ever received one email. Oh, you got one? Yeah, and it was from me saying, <laughs> does this work? <laughs> it's just so you good. You don't need to laugh it's so, so wholeheartedly. <laughs> um, I just, it makes me so, it's very mm. sad and pathetic. Please, can you send us an email? We Will anyone, <laughs> someone send us an email? Yes. Um, we would love to hear from the people who are actually listening to this. I yes. know you guys are out there mm-hmm. and you're listening. We want to talk with you. We do. So email us at hello <laughs> at moolilyproject.com. What was that? com. That's the new way of saying it. That's what we're saying. We're in view, y'all. A digger.com. I'm never going to forget that for the rest of my life. (laughs) I do a great Hanson impression. (laughs) So you'll have to check in next week if you want to hear that. Mm. We have a special guest. Uh, Val Hetrick. Yes. Will be joining us. She will be. She is a world traveler. Mm. She is, I'll throw this in as a bit of a tease. She is a recovering perfectionist. What? 
And she mm. has many deep and profound things to share with us. So you want to check in for that one. I will. I know I will. Yeah. I know I will. <laughs> so we'll see you then. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.